0: Hello and welcome to week four of HFFL. We are almost at the, uh, I guess, quarter point. Is that right? Uh, I am your co-host, Donnie football drainsville uh, i'm joined of course as always by my fellow co-host buzz bennett and buzz here we are in week four are you ready once again
1: i'm ready it's great to be here donny
0: all right everybody once again week four hffl and it's time once again to enter the hornet's nest <laughs> all right extra angry murder hornets as usual so here we are it is week four for 2021 i believe this is episode 19 of the uh, award-winning and um, you know always always imitated never duplicated hornet's nest podcast coming at you um, so yeah, here we are. It's week four. Um, you know, any any major takeaways, um, buzz from the the most recent week of the, the fantasy.
1: Uh, I think there's a couple things from our league. Uh, the first thing is um, the the childless cat ladies uh, are somehow one and two, despite having the second most points in the league. Uh, they uh, they just made some questionable line of decisions. Uh, number two, uh, my team is a hot pile of garbage right now We're 0-3 and probably headed to 0-4 after this week uh, and, and my QB1, uh, you know, he had a terrible game last game too And he said something about, you know, we got to flush it and move on you, When you take a deuce, you just flush it and move on I don't know, do most people do that? I mean, it depends on the deuce, right? So, um, But I do have to say, in the context of my current team uh, I, Yeah, I don't want to look backwards, I want to move forward um, and then the other thing I think coming up this week is, um, is our, you know, our, our guest on today's pod, is he going to lose a game all season? You know, we talked about what, what a stacked team he has. His draft was done after seven rounds. He is, he's first in points. Somehow he hasn't won the points yet this, this year yet. He, he's always finished second. So he's probably due a couple times here, but is he going to lose a game this year? Or is he going to run the table? Do theory. Um, Yes, of course, Um, Buzz talks about our special
0: guest will be joined uh, later in the program um, by Murphy's father. um, And that would be Chili's Brady's back ribs. Um, So spoiler alert. But um, for those of you who are interested in hearing um, more about the delightful uh, dog named Murphy, uh, as well as how you can finish um, putting together a, a, a league winning team by the seventh round of a, 15 round draft. Um, Please stay tuned. We'll, we'll be touching on that, um, you know, as well as some other topics. So before we dive into, um, you know, the fantasies um, and yeah, just going back one quick second. um, So Buzz, you did, you did rename your team um, and you did choose a name that is in reference to what you were just talking about um, with Jalen Hurts comments. Um, Now, if you lose again, and you are zero and four and in last place. Um, will you consider changing
1: your name to um, Hot Pieces of Garbage? <laughs> uh, deal. If I lose this week, uh, I'll do that. I'll probably open up the, the trade market. I'm currently being hounded uh, daily, daily wow. by uh, the the Out for Bloodline team. Uh, I mean, it was with just I, terrible I- offers, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, some terrible offers, some some decent ones, but, you know, he's trying to get me to hit the panic button. He's he's telling me I'm done. I'm cooked. You know, um, I don't give up that easily. We have an extra game. Um, I believe I have some talent on my roster. I've just been unlucky, Um, but I I do need to get some wins here. Otherwise, yeah, we're going to start selling off some players. Um, I wouldn't call it a full on fire sale, but I would say. Uh, I'm going to have to get like a one for two, like trade a star player and get two players back. So I can start getting some people that, that are healthy and playing. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll rename my team. That's fair.
0: I'll do that. And for you. what, um, and refresh our, our listeners memories. What is the maximum, um, round? That you can trade a future draft pick is it the third round? Is that how so? Third work? round,
1: yes. You cannot get okay. a pick back any earlier than third, and we also, I believe, passed the rule where you can't trade more than four draft picks any longer. Ah, okay. Um, but we should ask. We should probably ask our guest uh, how many. I, I wonder if he he must have traded more than four picks last year because he has. Um, yeah, he finished in the seventh round, right? So that rule is probably being enforced from this year going forward. Um, yes, we should. Uh, we should
0: bring that up. That's a good that's a great tie in to uh, your unfortunate start. Um, and, and you maybe can maybe you can get some pointers from uh, <laughs> from our guest as he did very much that uh, that same thing last year where he essentially sold off his team. Yep. Um, yep. But sometimes yep. people do it and it doesn't doesn't always work out. But for him, it, it seems to be working out so far. Um, it also helps that he drafted the number one wide receiver. Um, That, of course, being Cooper Cup. um, And I don't think anybody saw that coming. Speaking of um, do theory or, you know, regression or what have you, I think Cooper Cups, um, you know, he is currently trending towards something like 48 touchdown receptions this year. So I feel like at some point that'll come down. (laughs) Um, But I mean, he's getting like two a game. So it seems a little absurd. But, you know. Uh, and obviously that would actually be, well, no, that would be 34. It's pretty close. Um, So, yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's, he's certainly um,
1: right now um, well, on fire. What what an indictment on Jared, Jared golf, right? I mean, Stafford's come in and just that offense is just humming. I mean, without a really a running game, I mean, uh, you know, Hendo has been hurt and uh cup. Yeah. I mean, Robert Woods drafters, how frustrated you have to be right now, but I do think, Speaking of do theory again, he's another guy that will turn around. He's, he's proven to put up numbers every year. So.
0: Yeah, I think, um, and I'm excited to get to non um, fantasy related things in just a moment. Uh, Cause we do have an update from, uh, from you buzz on, on your medical situation, um, making sure we don't violate any, any HIPAA <laughs> rules. Um, you know, certainly that's a, a big topic. Uh, we have to be careful with that. I know the NFL is very careful about making sure that, um, we don't violate HIPAA, even though we're given, you know, literally given like X-ray and MRA results in real time. Um, but what I was gonna say is uh yeah, I feel like with Matthew Stafford, we've uh it's never been a question of talent. I think a couple years ago on Detroit, through like the first half of the season, he was pacing to like have a, a great year. I think he's thrown 50 touchdown passes, not that long ago. Um, and I think it was a couple years ago, but then he got hurt. Um, and then last year, I think he had some injury concerns too. So yeah, I mean, if he stays healthy, sure, but all it takes is like one bad hit. And if his, you know, I mean, back injuries are obviously nothing to fuck around with. Um, so if he has, a, if he has, a, another back injury or something like that, then I mean, their season literally will just go down the toilet because I don't even know who their backup is. It was the guy that was in the playoffs last year, I think like Wolford or something. Never heard of him. Don't know oh, no who he is, but. But, um, but yeah, so they, they have to do everything they can to keep him, uh, keep him healthy, but I don't think it was ever, like I said, I mean, he was doing, he was doing stuff with Detroit a couple of years ago. And I mean, what did he have Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones? I mean, pretty solid receivers, but it's not like they were, you know, hall of famers. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. But, um, before we jump forward to doing a little bit, uh, of talk, uh, picking the games and then welcoming on our special guest. Um, we do want to get a quick update from you, Buzz. Um, when we were joined, you know, when we had our episode last week, we, uh, spoke a little bit about your, uh, medical appointment where a doctor, um, <laughs> proceeded to take complete advantage of you and just, um, ghost you on an appointment. Um, and just wanted to know if, if they have, uh, come through with, um, you know, with any kind of follow-up from that or, or provided you maybe any kind of explanation as to why you made an appointment and nobody showed up. Um, so can you give us an update on that, Buzz?
1: Yeah. So uh, the good news is that I did, I did get a refund. Uh, they acknowledged that I, I didn't cancel the appointment. Uh, somehow the, the doctor had done it on their end. Okay. Uh, so they, they stopped trying me. to
0: gaslight you about yeah. the, the cancellation, yes. saying yeah. that you had done
1: it and just didn't remember. Yeah. So they, they, they did apologize for that. They gave me my $49 back. Uh, right. The bad news is I, I haven't been treated. You know, I haven't been seen. I, I don't know <laughs> what, what this is on my foot. Let me, let me give you a, a look at that. Can you see that? Is that, is that my foot? Where's my foot. Uh, yes, Where? I can see that now. Right there. You see that? Have you tried Googling it? Um, yeah, <laughs> but you know, I mean, skin things are hard. They're hard to identify. Um, yeah. The, uh, it's getting better. It's just it's healing really slowly. Um, so. Does I mean, it I'm fine. I feel, I feel fine. Uh, I spent most of this week actually being sick because my daughter brought home a cold with her, and apparently my body hasn't had a cold for, like, four or five years now, so... Oh, there's... Uh, yeah, we've... Correct. Yeah. They're, like, super colds now. Yeah, exactly, we, yeah. All, we haven't us, we yeah. haven't
0: been exposed to germs in 18 months, so, yeah, exactly. all the colds have, like, mutated into, like, super colds that make you feel like you're dying for, like, two weeks now. Um, I totally yeah. know how you
1: felt, yeah, when we did that episode with the commish. Uh, yes, so... Yeah no so so all good news there um, you know uh, on the up and up uh, I know you mentioned that you wanted to spend some time uh, on this episode uh, talking about um, you know uh, some of our uh, eight legged friends which which ties into another theme we've talked about on, on the pod recently is you know just the fascinating world of insects and and, and nature all around us. Yes yeah, so this um this
0: podcast has essentially I mean if if we're being completely honest here um, at some point, we'll probably just um, morph or metamorph metamorphosize um, from talking about fantasy, just full time into um, critters and creatures. Um, but, you know, along the lines of being a, an insect themed podcast and having division titles, which are both insect themed. Um, I did want to bring up just a, a little bit about what I'm calling hashtag spider facts, for uh today's episode um you know certainly you know spiders are are all the rage um you know what with the spider verse and what have you but this is a little different um so something that I have been realizing or noticing recently um being that I'm home basically all the time you know work from home obviously live from home um so you know I'm here at the house a lot um, and I've noticed in the past um, you know, maybe a couple of weeks or um maybe just the last, yeah, probably just week or, or 10 days, but I've noticed quite a few uh or quite a bit of an increase in um, you know, spiders, spider activity. Um, couple of things about spiders. Um, you know, I hate having to murder them because they are, of course, allies in our war against um, you know, other insects. Um, similar to snakes, you know, I think we've discussed this and, and other things that are allies. Uh, you know, you try to just kind of leave them be when you see them. Um, you know, even, uh, I think, uh, Buzz, you were talking about lizards in your basement, um, which I'm no stranger to as well. Uh, you know, again, another, another creature that I, I would love to, um, you know, let, uh, help keep the insect population down, but unfortunately when they're in your house, there's not much you can do. Um, especially since they're kind of difficult just to catch uh, live. Um, and real quick, what has been your experience with lizards? When when they're in your
1: house do you chase them out the door or do you just have to murder them? No I, yeah, I, I chase them out. I try to get them to go out. I mean they're, they're, they're lightning quick but I, yeah I, I, don't, I don't want I feel like that'll be too messy. Um, <laughs> I don't want to clean all that up. <laughs> uh, I know that spiders I also try to you know let them live and get them out but sometimes you got to just like, the best way I found is the vacuum, just suck them up. You know, you don't have to deal with anything and they go into the little bag or, or whatever kind of vacuum Ah. you have, you empty it out later. Uh, but I like to let them live as well. I'm with you, they're allies. Um, I just think any animal that is like bigger than, you know, anything bigger than like a walnut is going to leave a mess and you don't want to, you know, you want to just let them, you know, move on. Yes. Um,
0: yeah, no, I agree. Um, it's hard though. I have, um, when you get lizards stuck in like blue traps that I have for like uh, insects and ants, there's nothing you can do. Um, you know, I wish that, you know, wish they weren't necessarily there, but you know, I'm, you know, I'm all for them just stay out of the house. Um, but anyways, going back to um, where were we? Oh yes. The spider activity. So something that I, that I was wondering was why are there so many spiders question um, mark? So I went to Google, which is our friend. Um, I think we discussed this maybe last week, but never, ever, ever Google something and, and look at a Google image search. Basically, what I've realized is that unless you're looking up some, like, hot A-list actress or you want to look at, like, Britney Spears, um, you know, putting out all her um, thirst trap photos, never just that image part of Google, just I, just delete it. If there was a way to just not have that available, it would be great. Um, but I went to, I went to the Google machine. And I, you know, was, was curious if spiders were, you know, like if the fall brought more spiders into your house or something. Um, So basically, long story short, what I learned was that, yes, there is more activity in the fall from spiders, but they're not actually spiders from the outside. Um, It's, I guess, a common misconception that the spiders that you're seeing in the fall timeframe are spiders coming from the outside into your home. No, they are in fact spiders that live in your house. Um, it's just um, it's mating season, basically, uh, as you may have heard if you've been outside in the evening lately. Um, and actually, just earlier today, I believe I saw two. I don't even know what they were, but they were rolling around on the ground, um, having some sort of insect sex. Yes. Um, but yes. But yes. So what I've learned is that basically it's mating season, and what you're seeing is spiders coming, uh, coming out to have, uh, spider sex and looking for a mate. (laughs) Um, but these are spiders that basically live in your house, uh, and can live with minimal food and water, uh, and just live behind your walls and things like that. Uh, and they, uh, they're coming out to, uh, to have the spider sex. So, you know, that was pretty horrifying to learn, but, um, you know, at the same time, as long as they're not, as long as they're not around. Um, and, and, relatively, uh, you know, in the crevices and, and crooks and crannies, um, I guess I can deal with that. Um, but yeah, so spider facts. So next time you see a little spider guy, uh, he's basically living in your
1: house and he's out there ready to have the sex. Can I, can I claim them as dependents on my tax return? Is that, is that going to go over well with the IRS? Um, as what, as a, as, uh, as like a tenant or <laughs> the, are we tenants? Are we actually the tenants? <laughs> um, but that, that is very interesting. I, I never knew that. Thank you for sharing that. And now that you pointed out, I think I have seen, uh, an uptick over the last few weeks. Uh, uh, we'll call them sightings, I guess, in the house. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Yes. Yeah, so hashtag spider facts, but, um, so enough about that. So, you know,
0: insects, you know, they, we just have to live in harmony. Um, apparently I also learned that, you know, insects have been sort of like, um, what's the word? Um, uh, they've evolved over the years, uh, to basically live, uh, you know, indoors, um, basically even going back, you know, hundreds and thousands of years, even. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't understand how any of this works. Um, you know, as Jameis would say, I guess it's God's plan. Um, as that's how he explained that terrible touchdown that he threw that, um, the last week. Um, so yes, we'll just any Jameis touchdown, um that no doubt should have been an inter- interception um and just the uh, the creatures living in harmony with us it's uh it's all just god's plan um but with that that's a good segue into i guess should we um uh, maybe do a quick recap of last week uh or maybe maybe a segment that we haven't debuted i think yet this uh this year are, are the cut claims of the week um so maybe we get into that buzz and then look at this next week and then we'll welcome our guest
1: that sounds good
0: uh, all right, so rather than just recap the picks, why don't, we haven't had a chance, I think, to do cut claims of the week, uh, and there were a couple pretty, uh, I think, a couple pretty good um, potential options from this uh, this last week of pickups. Um, I think you also mean from, from this very podcast, if, if we're being honest. Yes. Um, Yes, I think we, i God. There's, well, you actually, it looks like you doubled up. So let's just start with you, Buzz. Um, you originally had a P Barb um, pickup, but then you dropped P Barb for Jarrett with one T, uh, Patterson with two Ts. Um, so talk a little bit about, uh, oh my God. And then you cut him for, okay, I can't, I can't even keep up. Um, <laughs> So why don't you just talk a little bit about your cut claim. I'll talk a little bit about mine. Right. We, we then, uh, subsequently cut both of ours. Um, but yeah, talk
1: a little bit about your, your, uh, headspace here going through. Sure. these, uh, these sure. so, multiple so again, again I, I am in, in desperation mode. I'm, I'm kind of grasping here. I've got some injuries I'm dealing with. Um, you know, I need to field a, a semi-competitive team and, and try to uh, get a win this week. Peyton Barber had a great game last week out of nowhere. I mean, he got 20 carries uh, hundred yards, uh, John Gruden uh, apparently uh, would rather run him than Kenyon Drake, the free agent they signed. And who I believe is either the first or second highest paid backup running back in the NFL. Um, So I picked up Barber because it looked like Jacobs could be out. Then a practice report came out that Jacobs, uh, I think he practiced on Thursday or Friday limited fashion. And he was listed as questionable. So I was like, okay, he's probably going to play. And the game's on a Monday night. I really don't want to have to wait to Monday night. And then if Barber doesn't go, I'm kind of screwed. So, Thursday, a practice report came out that uh, Antonio Gibson actually missed practice with the Redskins. Uh, you know, they're, they're very talented. Self, or, excuse me, excuse me, uh, apologies. The Washington football team. There you um, go. We do not want to get fined here on, on the Hornet's Nest. Um, yes, try and do so our best not to be canceled. G- Gibson missed uh, practice with a shin injury. Um, And usually, you know, when it's a a late in the week mispractice, it's a bad sign. So I was like, okay, you know, uh, they're going to need something to run the ball. So I picked up Patterson. Um, I haven't watched a single Washington football team game, uh, but I know he had some buzz in the preseason. He played really well. I was like, you know, and I know he's the backup. Um, So then I take a look and I find out that this guy is 5'6". He's, he's five, six, 195 pounds. Uh, so, not much, much like bigger than me. I mean, I'm taller than him. He, he outweighs me a little bit, obviously. But um, so then I was like, okay, this doesn't make any sense. And then on Friday, Gibson came back to practice. And then so I just I hopped to another cut claim from there. I think I went with like Kendrick Bourne or somebody. I don't know. Some other turd I'm not going to play probably. So, I'm still kind of grasping. I'm looking for just anything out here. Um, I'm totally fine taking the cut claim of the week. But I think you picked up somebody uh, of questionable uh, talents uh, sometime during the week. And I believe they're still on, on their roster. Am I, am I on the right right track here? Well, I did make a
0: quick, uh, quick cut claim. And I think we, we called it a uh, QCC. We called it dueling cut claims um, between the, uh, the co-hosts. Um, but yes, I picked up Nick Westbrook. Um, don't know how to pronounce his last name. I guess people Akine. are calling him Akine. People are Akine, People are calling him NWI, I guess, because none of the Cuxberts know how to pronounce his uh his name either because yeah. you know, they're not actually um, any better at this than you or I or, or anybody <laughs> is. <laughs> they're they they just happen to be somewhat clever uh, and able to um, you know work for literal peanuts, I think. Um so I'm pretty sure the squirrels that were living in my attic, uh, basically get the same thing as most of the, the fantasy experts out there. Um, but, uh, but yes, I did get NWI and I promptly cut him, um, late last night for, uh, for a defense. Um, so yeah, I mean, and then he was then subsequently picked up, um, <laughs> earlier today. So <laughs> There's just been a lot. I mean, this is, it's been super cucky lately. Um, I mean, you have players like Marlon Mack getting picked up. Um, I mean, Giovanni Bernard. I mean, it's, yeah, I don't even know what to say, but um, I think I actually, I honestly think every single pickup from last week into this week could qualify. Um, I picked up Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Hunter Renfro. Um, He had a good game last week. He had a good game. Yeah. I mean, you could throw him on there too. Um, You know, any little slot receiver that's never going to score a touchdown. Um, Although I think he did score last week, but I have to say buzz before we get into picking next week's games, I'm a little disappointed in myself. Um, Normally you and I are, are in the, you know, one and two neck and neck. And I believe last year we both maybe broke the record. We had like a McGuire Sosa uh, thing going on last season uh, as far as uh, moves, number of moves through the year. Uh, I think we both, we both broke the record and finished, you know, so now we're one, two and in, in the record books, um, we might've both and broken a hundred moves through the season. Um, but I am, w- uh, woefully behind, uh, and you are lapping the field with 26 moves already. 26. <laughs> oh, uh, so, oh my God. <laughs> so I have to say, you know, give you credit there. give you props there. Um, unfortunately I'm well behind. I only have eight, um, Dave, of course, has made zero moves, um, and I Topier. think, you know, I think reality will start to, uh, uh, right, the uh, the artist formerly na- known as um, uh, Clever Football Fund, yeah. CFP, we'll just call him CFP, um, but um, yes, he's, uh, of course, made zero moves, and will make zero moves all season. So um yeah, but 26 moves I mean and here we are 3 games in. So if you, you know, multiply and you know, what have you? It looks like you're well on your way to breaking 100. So um happy to see that. I'm coming for your record. Coming for I th- I think I think even if you fin- even if you fall to 0 and 4, at that point you just make sure that you break that record and, and set a record <laughs> so high that it's never broken. Try to get like 150 and it it's just becomes a it just becomes untouchable, yeah. Insormat- yeah, right. yeah, insurmountable. Right. Um, all right, so I do want to welcome on our guest uh,
1: soon. Should we uh, should we pick the games for this week, or is that a thing we're still doing? Um, why don't we just, Leah read off team names, and I'll just go with my gut because I have no computer in front of me. I'm just uh, I'm yeah. on my phone, so it's, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, we
0: can start with probably the worst matchup of the week, which is myself uh, versus the um, the Paper Tigers. Um, it's going to be pretty pathetic. We were both fielding some pretty rough lineups. Um, you know, I've, I've dealt with a lot of injuries and my team wasn't super deep, uh, to begin with. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and pick myself. What do you think? And the paper tigers, I think have the least amount of points in the league right now. Um, well, that is in uh, fact correct? Yes.
1: They had a good week against me last week. They put up 135 a respectable 135. Uh, so uh, but, yeah, I, I think your team is a little better. I'm going to go with you as well, Donnie. All right. Um, let's then uh, – we'll just go down the
0: list. This is probably um, – no, I don't think this is game of the week. We've got our guest coming up, Chili's Brady's back ribs against the um, the big dick raccoons. Um, I'm, I'm just <laughs> – I mean, you, we just have – we have to basically pick, um, you know – Chili's, Brady's, Backs, Ribs, until I, I guess forever. Um, it's just a. I mean, for me, it's just an evergreen thing. I'll
1: always pick him. Um, so this is Chili's and, and Super Tanukis. Yes. So what's what's funny to me is that the Tanukis are basically playing just like the real life Chiefs. Um, kind of uh, kind of struggling a little bit, uh, but they're winning. They're they're you know two and one. They got Mahomes. Uh, not too much other help going on, um, but. Yes, Chili's right now is just hot. I, I can't pick. I can't pick against them yet. Not yet. So I'm with you on that. Indeed. One. Okay. Um.
0: And then we have Ayukin, our special guest from last week, um, yes. who is looking to rebound after uh, a rough last week. Um, against you, Buzz. Um, and the flush and move on. Um, now you know part of me wants to pick you, uh, just as being you know a, a good um and a supportive co-host. But the other part of me, um, the, the bigger, you know, the part that's much more uh I guess dominant is the part that wants you to rename your team hot pieces <laughs> of garbage. So I'm gonna have to go ahead and pick Ayuk in here. And right, no, I think then... I also I think I also said last week that I would continue
1: to pick him every week as long as he named his team after a player that never plays. Well uh, that might actually be turning the tide to. it looks like Ayuk might be out of the doghouse a little bit. So we'll keep tabs on that. Um, I do think he has a very strong team. Um, but I think, you know, I gotta, I gotta pick myself until I win a game here. And I think my star players will have big weeks. I think, uh, you know, CD lamb, Jamal, uh, Jalen hurts, those kind of guys. So I think it'll be a very close game, but I think I'll pull it off in an upset. All right.
0: Um, now we have CFP, uh, against the, uh, always timely and relevant King Thanos. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, well, here's the thing. King Thanos' team is pretty rough. He also currently is playing a player that's not even playing. Um, But I'm going to pick the upset. I think he does it. Uh, I think he pulls it off. I think that um, little Russie Wilson struggles. Um, Seattle has actually looked like they're even worse than they were last year offensively, even though they supposedly we're going to have this new dynamic offense. They look, it's the same old, same old, you know, they can't sustain drives. Their defense is terrible. Um, You know, they get scared about trying to be aggressive and and go back to trying to play like ball control offense. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and say somehow King Thanos,
1: you know, somehow pulls out one of those like 195 wins. Yeah, this might be an ugly game, but I will take CFP uh, because I think it's it's rare that Russell and the and the Seahawks struggle like that in back to back to back games. I feel like uh, especially early in the season, so I, I feel like there'll be a bounce back game this week. Uh, I expect a big game from him, big game, big game from DK. Uh, Tyler Lockett's is banged up, so CFP for me. All right, and
0: then. Moving on to uh, second to last. Oh, we've got the bloodline, the ones that are coming for you buzz and trying to bloodlet let you uh, <laughs> take all your players for and trade you guys that they're going to cut um, whatever that guy's name was. That was like the tight end slash running back, that then got cut immediately um, in the most transparent effort to trade a player. You're going to cut <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've ever seen against the coochies and, um, you know, this one, I feel, is like a coin flip, but I'm going to pick the Coochies just because I feel like the Coochies always does this. You know, he starts slow, and then he'll win a few, and then, you know, he always ends up right around 500. Um, yeah. That's like his, his, his destiny is to always be 500 and, and always, you know, sneak into the playoffs and then, you know, never win the big one. Um, so I'm going to say
1: the Coochies pulls it out. I'll go with Bloodline just so he leaves me alone. I feel like if he keeps winning, <laughs> uh, he's not going to need to make some trades, and that means some guys on his team are playing better any he expected. So all right. And finally, I think this is actually going to be the game
0: of the week. Um, despite the fact that it's a seventh place team against the second place team. Um, we do have the, um, the, <laughs> the, the rooftop Korean name. Um, which again, due to fear of being canceled, we won't, um, ever dive back into the, uh, the origin of that. Um, that was the closest I think we've ever become to being canceled was that episode, um, where we we discovered in real time, what it referred to. Um, but the, the, rooftops against the childless cat ladies, um, like I said, childless cat ladies, uh, you mentioned it earlier, second in points, seventh in, uh, standings, number one in our hearts, um, I'm going to go with the cat ladies. Uh, that team is hashtag good. And, you know, Kyler Murray, you know, can easily get, you know, 30 points by himself. Um, and I think that, yeah, that, you know, they, they should actually, I mean, if that team falls to one in three and still has, you know, the second most points or even the first of, you know, number one in points, it's, it's going to be absurd. Um, yeah. so I think the cat
1: ladies pulls it out. Yeah, I think that this will be a, uh, a, a great matchup. I think it'll be a high-scoring affair, but I do think Cat Ladies just has a little bit too much firepower, uh, and they'll get past uh, the team led by Dak. Indeed. Um, yes, Dakota. Uh,
0: yeah, and something that it will be interesting is that the Cowboys have kind of, like, although it's working, so it's it's a hard thing, I guess, to, uh, to hold to hold against them. But they're not they're not doing what they did last year before Dakota got hurt, where they were just rip letting it rip and uh, and throwing it. Um, they're actually you know running the ball a ton. They're using two running backs. You know, so it's you know it might be a situation where. Dakota just has to be extremely efficient, which I think he can be, but he's not going to get the volume to go on top of that efficiency. Um, You know, he, they're a team that still seems to actually want to um, incorporate everybody. Um, And then you've got teams like the, the bucks with Brady, right. Who just do not, do not feel the need to do that uh, and just let Brady throw it, you know, 50 times a
1: game. Yeah. So, uh, so I got, I got some kids in the room now. Apologies, but uh, yeah, it's a very balanced uh, Dallas attack this year. I think, I feel like every any given week uh, a different person on that offense can hurt you. I think uh, they're really hard to game plan and, and stop because you got two running backs that can get it done. You've got two tight ends that can get it done. You've got three wide receivers, four wide receivers when Gallup comes back he's healthy and Dak is just playing really good football. So um, totally with you on that, but. Um, you know, that's probably a little bit too much uh, talk about reality football. Yeah, so that's actually I actually I food. actually
0: I actually apologize for that um, <laughs> while we wait for our special guests to join us. Um, and this is perhaps something that we can briefly discuss with him. But I was just pulling up the draft um, and we can maybe see exactly um, how many or, or maybe we can just ask him exactly how many picks he had. Um, but yes, it sure seems like he, um, put together, um, basically a, a, a juggernaut, um, with the draft. So, um, I know he's going to be joining us uh, shortly while, while we wait for him to join us though, Buzz, are there, what do you think? Is there any draft pick on your team that you, you know, rag Um, you know, I can tell you right now that picking Calvin Ridley in the second round, Uh, I'm trying to stay patient, but it certainly feels like a a big, a big whiff for me. Um, and it makes, gives me the sad face emoji every time I, I think about how early I picked him. Um, but what about you, Buzz? Is there any pick that you are particularly, um, you know, get sad face emoji about when you think about how early you picked him?
1: yeah i totally get you on ridley but i think it's still early and and he can turn it around for me uh you know i had several picks that i was missing in in the beginning of the draft uh but i know exactly where it fell apart it's when i took um Tannehill in round six um I actually took him ahead of jalen hurts in round six uh so i went quarterback quarterback i had two picks in that round and it was really just kind of you know uh securing my my situation because i felt like i could play one of those guys every week uh but you know, Jalen Hurts, as long as he keeps that job, he's startable. You know, we've seen how bad, you know, he, he can play really bad and still put up 25 points. Tannehill, I don't know if it's gonna happen for him this year. They have a new coordinator, uh, and he has not looked good through the first three games. So that right there is, is probably my my pick that I would want to get back. I would have taken a, another receiver. So I was um I was looking at this. We talked about how many
0: exactly how many picks um the, the Brady back ribs had. Um, can you believe that he had three picks in the third round? Um, and, but what's, what's actually more astonishing than the fact that his team is as good as it is, is who his picks were. Um, because he picked Ezekiel Elliott, Joe Mixon and Chris Carson is as his first three picks. Um, <laughs> which is, I mean, talk about robust, robust RB on like steroids. Um, that's insane. Um, well, he, he has, picked, he has all the running backs. I
1: mean, I was looking <laughs> yeah. for a deal and he's got seven running backs. on Yeah.
0: Teams, so, and then he picked Julio Jones after that. after that. Um, and then he was able to get Cooper cup. He had three third round picks. Um, but you look at the fact that Carson's been eh, kind of a disappointment. I mean, he's been okay. Um, Jones is hurt now. Mixon might be hurt. Um, but I mean, Cooper cup alone, obviously has been carrying him. Um, he was able to get Hawkinson and then cooks and then Brady in the next three rounds. But you look at those first, like six picks and like half of those, I could maybe question, but I guess when you have that many chances to, uh, to get it right, um, early on in the draft, you know, you, you can afford, uh, maybe a couple that don't necessarily hit. Um, whereas when your other teams, like, like a lot of the teams I'm looking at that took an Allen Robinson or, uh, you know, like I said, a Calvin Ridley, um, a Clyde Edwards layer. Yeah. Yeah. When you take those guys and they don't hit, then you're basically, um, you know, completely screwed. Um, or when you take LaVisca Chenault in the sixth round, uh, ahead of guys like Tom Brady, um, ahead of guys like, um, Antonio Brown, although I guess he's really only had one good game, but Oh goodness. Um, but yeah, so I think uh, this is, we've been done a good job, I think, of, of filling, uh, filling time here. Uh, I think our guest is about to join us. Um, so let's have him on. Uh, I, have a, I have a little welcome for him, which hopefully everybody will be able to hear as I admit him on. All right. So let's welcome our special guest, uh, Chili's Brady, Brady,
1: Brady, back ribs.
2: Go fire! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not shooting, son. What's your name? All right. And we are joined, of course, by the man himself, Brady's Back Ribs, also known as Murphy's father. How are you doing?
2: (laughs) How's it going, guys?
0: Were you, were you able to hear my little intro?
2: I did. Uh, one of the greatest movies. <laughs>
0: Outstanding. What about you, Buzz? Could you hear that? Uh, I, will... I, I, I couldn't really make it out. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. But um, we were able to... Um, Murphy's father was able to hear it, right?
2: Uh, so, honestly, that's <laughs> kind of why she's named Murphy, because I think we were drunk and picking, thinking of names, and I was like, RoboCop's got a great... Murphy's a great name. And we picked, <laughs> like, a guy name, and then we got a girl dog, and we're like, oh. Uh, we tried for, like, a couple days to figure something out. We're just like, Eh, Murphy works. So she's kind Love of it. named after RoboCop.
0: Amazing. Well, that, that was the first thing I thought of. And I wanted to get that uh, <laughs> that epic final scene from the original RoboCop. Um, <laughs> the only thing that doesn't fit is he does say son, but um, I think we can agree that, um, that, you know, we can, we can look past that. Um, so we are joined by the um, basically the, the man who's running rough shot over the league. Um, we were looking and you'll hear this when you listen as a dedicated podcast listener but we were looking over your draft. Um, and maybe we can just start right there. Um, what you know, how how do you a get in the position where you can essentially have a full team drafted by round seven? Um, and then what you know, what would you attribute your strong start and success to? Was it just pure volume or, you know, obviously there were a couple there that were big hits for you? Um, but kind of walk us through what your, your mindset was. Uh, and we realized that you have essentially every starting running back in the NFL as well on your team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> since, since there's only like five of them that actually start and like don't get replaced by like the second drive. Um, so yeah, kind of walk us through how, how you put your, your, I guess, juggernaut together.
2: I mean, I, I think it's actually, a, uh, a, an issue with our league and how we, we do trading draft picks because, you know, last year it was obvious my, like, I got unlucky early on with the COVID, uh, on top of injuries. Team
0: COVID Hammy.
2: Yeah, I remember like the like the entire Titans team basically disappearing, (laughs) Um, and uh, so it was it just made sense to to fire sale it right. Like if you know you're not gonna be competitive, uh, then get as much out of every person you can. Um, And so some people probably gave me too much, but you know third round picks are not something to sneeze at. And so trading away all my final picks, you know, using your three keeper picks um, and then a draft day trade to get rid of that last 15th round pick. You know, I I think just you have, there are fewer players who I picked that were pure flyers, right? Everyone, you know, some of them had, maybe they're going to work, maybe they weren't, but they all had like legit upside, right? Like, uh, and so when you get all your core stuff taken care of really early, then Mm -hmm. you can just start grabbing, value guys yeah i have a ton of running backs it was like hey this running back's the best guy left right he may pay out and so now that like yeah i, I got people coming asking for my running backs i got starter or keepers that i haven't even started because they're just not up to it but if Mixon's ankle is serious i've got people i can slot in that kind of stuff so i, I do think it's a problem right like i think what is it uh aaron you're you're flush it and move on now so or sorry uh buzz his name Buzz. Is buzz. uh flush move on like if you think your season's done you know if you really think it's out there then trading it all away getting everything you squeezing every pick you can out of it i think is a smart move um which is unhealthy for the league
0: was it due in fact to your um efforts last season that we adjusted the maximum number of draft picks traded or was that already in effect you Uh, you know
2: i think it may have already happened but okay yeah i don't know i i think you definitely
0: you Definitely maxed it out then. Oh yeah. Four, I
2: I, four. I got what I had a couple extra third round picks and yeah. Yeah, it was it was uh it was a nice draft to have. Um but I, I do think we need to like have a talk as a league about that though. Cause I, I think oh, just don't... in a in a redraft league, like I, I benefited from it, but like you know, it's it's not great for the league. <laughs> you gotta do yeah, what dude. you gotta do. It
0: may be, the one thing I'll say is that now that we, although I guess this was in effect last year, but I don't think it really sunk in to everybody. But now that we are doing, we're back to doing three keepers and it's probably like sunk in because, you know, like I said, it might not have really sunk in because we had done two before, but there may be less of a, you know, there may be somewhat less trading because even if you suck, you may be you know you may have somebody that you know you are less inclined to trade because you know with three keepers you're willing you know you're willing to keep people even in like the mid rounds because there's just nothing available so may help yeah, a little with
2: that you're still gonna have like you know i mean everyone's got first and second round picks that are off the t- you know you can't keep yeah. them so you know you can, the only reason is to sell them um, well we were
0: looking at the draft results and to be honest Quite a few of those first second round picks don't look like they'd have any value right now.
2: Yeah, uh, no, I've gotten lucky. Uh, with like that Ceh
0: too. or Allen Robinson or someone like that, or even Calvin Ridley on my team. Like, you know, I mean, I certainly I think you know they have some value, but it's it's not as much as as you might yeah. think. Um, yeah, you started running back, running back, running back, um, <laughs> which is actually incredible. And then your next pick was Julio Jones. So to be honest, I mean, I think you actually did pretty well in the in the mid rounds too to be able to field the team that you have. Yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit about how conflicted you are? Cause I know we had you as a guest last season, uh, and you talked about how, you know, Tom Brady, angry Thomas was, you know, you, you had moved on cause you were a Pats fan and, and you know, you were focused on the, the Pats and not what Brady was doing, but you drafted him, uh, obviously he's returning to Foxborough in case, you know, people don't follow actual football. Um, pretty sure it's the lead on, you know, every football site and story, yeah. um, are you conflicted at all about having him on your team, having, you know, rip shit up? And then especially this week, since odds are he's going to set the NFL record and throw like nine touchdowns.
2: No, I think I got through my like uh, frustration with Brady, you know, by the end of the season. And I was able mm-hmm. to fully root for him in the uh, the playoffs. You know, it, it, uh, it was tough, but like, you know, he, he made the right move for him. This The Patriots are not going to be a team that can do anything with him. You know, he would not have made the difference on the team last year or this year uh and so it's fun to be able to just root for him. I mean, you know, i'm glad he's doing as well as he has that's that's insane <laughs> uh so yeah no i'm i'm uh i'm fully expecting the patriots to be annihilated this week um they're not there there's a lot of potential i mean I watching any of the games like they're they're they've got stuff you know it's just it's it's super fresh as a team uh so I, i'm almost i, I would imagine the season's probably uh going to be a non-playoff season again but uh, mac jones got potential my biggest concern with the patriots is they lost their you know their uh, running back coach or not right their offensive line coach retired and i think mm-hmm. that's that's actually like the patriots were good because they had tom brady they had a offensive line coach who could just take nobody's and turn them into you know pro bowl uh, offensive line guys they would grab you know Misfits from other teams who, you know, were good at one thing and use them for that one thing and then draft like defensive backs. And like that, that worked as like for like 20 years. <laughs> but uh, I think,
1: I, I think I remember that making headlines. And one of the, one of the storylines is how like Belichick has kind of lost that brain trust that helped, you know, build that dynasty. I still think Belichick is a genius. I still think, you know, he's, he's fought, he's, you know, head and shoulders above the rest of the coaches in the mm-hmm. league. But he is one man, you know, so he's got to find that brain trust again. Yeah, you know, I think they'll be back. I do think it's kind of weird that everybody's framing this as such a big revenge game. Um, I think Brady is going to get somewhat emotional. You know, I mean, this team is the team that believed in and they took on you know, what, six round, seven round. Um, they chose him over Drew Bledsoe. they said, you're our guy after that run. And he won, you know, six rings because of that team. So I don't think there's much animosity. I think time has just come to move on, you know. Yeah. So I, I I am... he, he'll be excited, and I think we might see some emotions. I think he might he might try to overplay a little bit too much. I think mean, the Patriots will play okay, but I do think the Bucks will win. I know if the Pats air it out, they have a chance because apparently Tampa's pass defense is historically bad. Uh, they just signed Richard Sherman off the street. That, that's how <laughs> how it's struggling. <laughs> um and so you know we might see a decent game i mean you know brady and belichick they both might try to you know kind of one up the other but i i don't really buy into so much that brady's angry and, and wants to, like route them and, and that kind of thing i don't
2: know yeah i don't know i know there's all the the rumors coming out from that book i haven't you know i've seen like the the hints at stuff you know pat's fans are all still trying to figure out why uh, malcolm butler was you know benching the super bowl that kind of stuff but i don't know who, who knows you know behind the scenes like I'm sure everyone pissed each other off at some point or the other, but they they did insane stuff together uh, for a, a long time. So I think I don't think any of that stuff happens without both of them kind of. It was just a perfect fit. Um, uh, so yeah, I don't know, I'm excited to watch it. Uh, I, I know uh, Tom Brady's going to throw some touchdowns. <laughs> so sorry, so, Adam.
0: So with um with that being said, um, looking at just looking at the terrible Yahoo projections, which obviously uh, we don't really play, pay too much uh, credence towards uh, or put too much uh, stock in. But still, um, you know, I think all of us, you know, are, are pretty, um, pretty much in agreement that you have a, a very uh, solid team. Um, and seeing that it's been a few years since you, you know, tasted championship glory, do you feel any pressure this year with the team that you've assembled and with you basically being the, the front runner? Um, I believe you were picked at least by one of the co-hosts, maybe both co-hosts to win this year. Uh, certainly Yahoo's thinking highly of you. Uh, I'm sure Skynet is, is, is as well, um, you know, our robot overlord. Um, do you feel any pressure to, to basically win at all? And if you don't win, uh, will you feel like, you know, any, that it's been a disappointment basically?
2: Uh, I mean, my goal is just to go out there and get second place in points every week for the rest <laughs> of the season. Um, uh, so get zero <laughs> points money until the end uh, and then uh, get second place for the year. I, I think that's a good goal. A uh, so I assume uh, out for bloodline is going to, you know, get first place in points this week and I'll get second and it'll it'll, it'll be great. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, again, like it's, I, I think there's a real ro- rise and fall kind of nature with trading and draft picks in this this league right now. So it, it makes it tougher to compete every year because indeed, if, you know, because it, it is a benefit of like, I think I ran the numbers at some point last year because I was bored. And, you know, if I hadn't traded away my best players and like put them in my lineup, I still would have lost uh, so many games. Right. I might've won one or two more, but there was no way I was going to be competitive as a team. It just, it didn't work. So, uh, you yeah, know, I think there's a point where we have to, you know, where if your team is, Oh, and three, um, one and two, you know, if, if you start to fall behind, it's like find out who's in that second place, you know, who's willing yeah. to give up your third round picks. Like that's, you know, and I think I shopped every decent player I had around to everybody. It's just like, Hey, let me know what you want. And, uh, so I think it's, it'll be tough. I think whoever, you know, shells out this year will probably do, you know, all right. I'll probably shell out a pick or two if, if, you know, we get into an arms race, um, and then uh, whoever is trading will have good chance to draft next year.
1: Well, you know, I hope I hope you just run the table. I hope you don't lose a game. I hope you win points. I hope you win points every week. I hope you win the title. You get you take all the money, <laughs> and then we're, we're we're forced to to make more changes. Whether <laughs> you can trade even less picks or you can't trade any picks like lower than like your like sixth round or something. So uh, I do agree with you. I think it it is a problem. Uh, but it's still within the rules now, so I, I have no grudges against people who've done it and successfully right. done it. No, you got to do you know, it. Why it's... not? Yeah. So uh...
2: yeah,
1: just t- take a season off and come back the next year better than ever. So, yeah, uh, perfectly within yeah, the rules.
0: It is. It is getting increasingly difficult to be uh, competitive year after year, but um, but I mean, it's it's also painful to to have to give up. Um, yes. At any point, I do implore all of our listeners and, and anyone in the league who's stumbled upon, upon uh, this episode to definitely take some time and look at the uh, results on the Yahoo page, because you can go back all the way to 2001, um, with the exception, I think, of 2009. Maybe that was the Fantrax year. That uh, must um, be fan Fantrax. Yeah. <laughs> the, Indeed. And it's, <laughs> at some point, Buzz, we may have to dedicate an entire episode to the rise and fall of Fantrax. <laughs> um where it's the highest of highs and then the, reach the lowest of lows. Um but yeah, there it's it's pretty crazy just to see honestly just looking at the team names alone and and trying to figure out what the hell most of these team names were referring to 20 years ago um is is a fun exercise because I can tell you there's a lot of them that I just have no idea where they even came from. Um to include the high school days. Uh, or I guess the college, the college years. Um, Those were, those are definitely interesting. Um, But with that being, that being said, was there, um, was there any particular, um, was there any particular player on your team? Um, Shelly's Brady's back ribs. Um, Is there any particular player, I guess maybe Cooper cup is, is probably the, the biggest example, but that you, you know, that you're, pleased this punch that you were able to uh to get where you did
2: uh i mean i mean yeah cup like i was expecting stuff from but good lord you know matt stafford uh, is actually a good quarterback uh giving good players so um I, I feel like uh cooks has actually been doing surprisingly well you know i thought he might be a throwaway once uh tyron got injured but like he's He's still, you know, he didn't get a touchdown or anything, but that was decent up there. Um, wait,
1: so you have you have Brandon Cooks as well? He does, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know that Cooks leads the NFL in air yards and target share? Yeah. Which is insane that he that one player leads the league in both categories.
2: <laughs> um I, I do think that, you know, depending on what happens when he comes back, Michael Thomas may be the, the thing that seals it because if he comes is back as an is, is a weapon, yeah. Wow. yeah. It's and it's, like Again, like being able to have, like, you know, I, I know it's been like, oh, drafted a run, uh, defense in the seventh rounds because that was out of pick, so I had to pick. But, like, being able to grab Michael Thomas, you, you know, because other people are still trying to fill out spots and be able to go, hey, I'm going to put him on my IR. Uh, that could be huge. Um, and then, you know, he's potentially a keeper if he's doing well. Uh, so yeah no I think I think he was also like we'll see that was a, a little bit of a it, it may not pan out but uh yeah he's been awesome to, to have had so excellent
0: well so well we had um we had one other thing we wanted to discuss a little bit um and I figured it would be good to to discuss with you too um but here we are we're in the age of content obviously um you know we have a. Uh, Obviously, we have the league podcast. Uh, can never have too much content. But I was just curious, um, and, and hopefully, we get Buzz to return here. Um, Buzz is just in and out, uh, running around, um, probably chasing um, chasing lizards. But um, we, I, I wanted to bring up to to Buzz and and to you, um, <laughs> and to you Chili's, um, an excellent logo, by the way. Um, have to give you have to give you some credit. I, I made that myself. Uh, yeah. Real quick before I even jump into the question and then that'll probably be your last question. Um, but yeah, did you, how did you put together your, uh, your team logo for, um, for Chili's, Brady's back ribs and how much time did that take you?
2: Oh, it was like five minutes. I think I got a headshot of Brady, uh, Excellent. a really early one, like one of the, the first year. Yes. Yeah, so he ones, looks quite young. Yeah. And, and just Googled baby back ribs. <laughs> so Excellent. real, real slapdash, but when you make it all small, it works.
0: Love it. Um, Well, before we get out of here, we'll get you out of here on this. Um, But I was just kind of mentioning, you know, age of content and everything. Uh, I was just curious, you know, we've got, you know, it used to be you had to like, well, it used to be you had to like read actual physical copies of fantasy magazines. And, and then it became, you know, look at websites. But now, you know, every schmuck has a podcast, you know, uh, present company included, or. um, So I was just curious, how do you how do you uh, buzz and, and how do you um, Chili's Brady's back ribs. How do you guys enjoy your fantasy content? Are you listening to it? Are you reading it? Are you just looking at Twitter? Uh, you getting it bite size or, or how do you guys enjoy your content? Cause it's just, it's overwhelming now and you literally couldn't like keep up with all of it if you tried. Um, so I was just kind of curious, what, what do you guys do? or it, you just say it, fuck it and just do whatever you yeah. want just
1: pick your lineups <laughs> randomly i mean i mean you you know some of it has to just be from your gut and your eye test yeah. uh, and stuff uh but there is an oversaturation um i think it's, it's finding the the cuck as we call them the ones that you actually like respect their opinion because there's mm-hmm. a lot of them that just put stuff out there and and they will they will like get away f- uh, from stuff they believe in and, and be all over the place they just want to get you know of their predictions right so I like the guys that own up to mistakes I like the guys that their minds can be changed but I also want to know about their process and like the explanation for why they believe uh you know why a certain player might might do well and player might do bad um for me I'll say um my main thing is Twitter I mean Twitter is crazy with with these fantasy uh, guys and gals um you know find the ones you like follow them uh, that's basically like your newsfeed right there. You know, you can make lists and you can do that from there. Um, Twitter. And then, yeah, I, I do a lot of manual stuff where I'll check all the game logs. You know, I'll look mm. at targets and, and touches and things like that. And then just, putting look, in the time. You know, yeah, look at the players that are free agents are on the waiver and, you know, how they did last week and how they're projected to keep up on injury reports. So it is a lot of stuff, but if you follow the right people on Twitter, be it fantasy analysts or beat writers, you can get all that news. And then you know I still like to make my own lineup decisions and things like that, but um, that's my main thing. I will say uh, one note about this: I remember the days when we used to have to shell out the nine ninety nine for Stat Tracker. <laughs> remember, just to keep oh, the yeah. live store going. So we have <laughs> come a long way, and and you know hopefully there's no going back. Hopefully we get to a point where you can have AI and ML like change your roster for you, like if if you. You know, you, you can say, yes, I'm going to allow AI to, to make lineup changes because I'm an idiot or, you know, I, I forgot to make a change or, or some news came about that I missed. And the AI knows that this player should be starting because this player has been downgraded with an injury. So I'm waiting for that for us to get to that point.
2: I mean, Hi. Yahoo's already got the thing where they you can pay them and you get better analyzation on your trades and stuff. Right. I haven't shelled out for that, but they got they, they're starting that stuff. So it's coming. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I've, I've got a few Twitter. My Twitter's too, not too much fantasy stuff. I, uh, I I know I use, I agree. It used to be like it, being able to find a voice was key. And now it's um, being able to filter out what actually matters because, you know, everything's out there and it's too easy to get the basics. Yeah. Like used to be just like understanding like value-based drafting, you'd win, and, you know. That's how I won early on every, it was just like, okay, I'm just going to follow this system and it it worked every time. Now everyone's kind of built into that. Uh, I like a lot of the things that, you know, do kind of the mass analytics and uh, break things into tiers and then, you know, just choosing, all right, so these guys are about the same tier, you know, I'll I'll pick. That's that's where most of my choice is, like, all right, you've made the clear first steps and then uh, it, it minimizes the number of big choices you have to make. Um, I agree on, like, beat reporters, though. That is really huge. Like, they always know a little bit more. Uh, uh, that's why – like, that's the real reason I I'll always draft too many Patriots is because, like, uh, I follow the beat Just reporter as a fan. It, yeah. And so, like, you know all that inside say. It's like, oh, okay, this guy's actually, like, legit. I should have him. Um, the thing with them is you got to be careful during training camp season because they they tend to fall in love with certain players
1: and yeah. hype them up a little too much. And then once you get to the season, like, that player's not really in the team's plans – at least maybe not early on, you know? Yeah. So that's where you kind of have to be careful, but I agree with you. Definitely. We saw that with like the 49ers and, and just, Oh yeah. Just with the
0: running game. Lying yeah. and not, not <laughs> showing things obviously in training camp. So it wouldn't leak out. Um, yeah. I think just for me, and and then we'll call, probably close up shop here. Um, you know, I'm a, obviously I'm a big proponent of podcasts um, seeing that, you know, I'm a co-host on one. Um, and you know, I just, uh, podcasts are pretty much free, even for like the premium sites, they'll still have like free podcasts. Um, I mean, if you listen to enough of them, you can basically get contradictory information, but it's, like I said, it's free content. It's something you can listen to while you do other things, uh, you know, while you're working, while you're working out, you know, driving, whatever you're doing. So you don't have to sit there and actually like look at your phone and look, although I do think Twitter is, is excellent as well. Um, but yeah, I download a bunch of podcasts and and I'll just listen to them while I do other stuff. Um, yeah, how much of it resonates with me? I'm not sure, but you know, if, if if the very least, it just kind of like, you know, it's something that is, you know, entertaining. And then usually, you know, a lot of times there's actually not that much actionable on it, but you know, in the rare instances there are, um, but I find that helps just because like I said, it's, you know, I I couldn't imagine actually just like sifting through websites and reading articles. Like I try to do that every once in a while, but it's just like, it's boring. So (laughs) listening to stuff, Twitter's good. It's bite-sized looking at the little blurbs. Um, those are, those are probably perfect. Um, but yeah, podcasts, especially for those that are, you know, busy doing other things, it can be, um, you know, it's, it's, and at the very least, like I said, it's, it's something that's entertaining. Uh, even if the, the actual, actionable intelligence they give you is pretty minimal. Um, like, hey, you know, Alvin Kamara has a tough matchup or, you know, the Saints offense sucks. It's like, okay, but I'm still starting him. So like, I don't really <laughs> yeah. know what you want. Like, why are we discussing this? Um, but, you know, they got to fill content. So I understand that. But um, but yeah, so here we are wrapping things up. Um, we will um, be back next week. Um, thank you very much to our, our special guest. We'll, uh, we'll hope that you can break through and, and get the points this week. Um, you know, Buzz. We'll. we'll don't forget. Um, you know, you. You have. We have you on the record for a
1: new team name. If you do start O, o and uh, four. got it. And, and and yeah, I might do what Joe said and just just emulate what he did with uh, with the fire sale. So, you know, let, let's hope we can avoid the 0 and four. But... Well, don't forget, you can always put out that you're doing a
0: fire sale, and then if things <laughs> change and go your way, then you can immediately <laughs> rescind it and say you're you're changing your mind. So,
1: there's That's a true. precedent for that. That's true.
0: All right. Um, so I think with that, we'll, um, we'll wrap things up. Any, any last words from our special guest?
2: Yeah, good luck, everybody. Uh, I'm looking forward <laughs> we'll to second it. place this week and, and all the <laughs> other weeks.
0: All right. And thank you for being a, uh, a, a one of our loyal listeners um, <laughs> yes. throughout both yes. uh, last season and, and moving into this
2: season. I, I look forward to it popping up in my uh, podcast catcher uh, of choice. Uh,
0: absolutely. Yes. And everybody, uh, please make sure you subscribe. Help our subscription numbers, and who knows? Maybe next week we'll have a we'll have a high end sponsor to uh, to premiere. Uh, <laughs> fingers crossed. All right, so that'll do it for this episode of the Hornets
1: the Hornets Nest. Uh, I am, of course, as always, Donnie Football Drainsville. Uh, Buzz, and I'm Buzz Bennett. Ones? And uh, yeah, g- good luck. Uh, get those Ws, and uh, let's let's come into week five with some more optimism. All righty,
0: yeah, and and we won't. Uh, let's not try to be like Urban Meyer up there um, <laughs> <laughs> pound, pounding the podium when uh, talking about, uh, I don't even know, like the fourth down punt or uh, whatever he was doing. Yeah. So we'll, we'll try to keep, try to keep that anger and that de- RPG, those de- 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 dejected looks to a minimum. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining. We'll see you next week. All
2: right. Later. All right.
0: Later guys. <laughs> I'm <laughs>